0: You're listening to 50 plus a tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Okay, not so subtle brag, but I've been getting a lot of compliments on my skin lately, and it is 100% thanks to Truly Lifestyle Brand. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. Their before and after photos are actually insane and totally speak for themselves, so you have to go check them out on their Instagram. Use code tip for 10% off your first online order. Hey guys, it's Danny. Welcome back. Riley is here with me once again. I'm <laughs> tis me. Okay, um, <laughs> so you should be really proud of me because I was super social yesterday and I went on a boat. And I made little frenzies, and you know me, I'd much rather be left the fuck alone. <laughs> but I was social, and I am fucking feeling it today. I am, got quite a hangover. I think I, I, I think I barely really drank, to be honest, but I'm such a lightweight now. that, um, yeah, bear with me if I'm, like, moaning and groaning during this. But, uh, <laughs> well, uh, how was your week, your week's been? What have you been up to?
1: Um, it's been good. I have obviously just been, uh, trudging through my school stuff. Um, I moved back into my, cause I was quarantining with the boy and I moved back into my place yesterday. So, uh, yeah, that we've just been kind of doing that. Um, we bought a van together. Um, it's been my dream to have a Westfalia vanagon, um, since, I don't know for how long, like that, that was my dream car. And, uh, so we finally got one and we're just kind of doing all the renovations on it. We're cleaning her up. Um, yeah, going to go on some camping trips, road trips, just living a wholesome life, you know,
0: living your best hippie ass life. Yeah. We have very different aspirations, but anyways, <laughs> honestly, <yeah. laughs> I'm like, I want my to buy me a Maserati. You're like, I want a camper van. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real fixer upper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have to put work into it. Yeah, no. I want to be successful off your work. Um, <laughs> yo, that's crazy. Um, you know what? I want to check out. What I've been like on my mind lately this week too. Since I'm that's doing like the whole like you know getting out of my comfort level and socializing, um, I want to check out. This. Free, no doubt. Like say again. For free, no doubt. Yeah, I went on a boat for free. I don't think I ever do that. Usually I always get paid to be there. (laughs) That's like, do they even know me? Raise your standards. COVID is over. I know, right? Step it up. Um, But yeah, no, this Zen Den I keep hearing about, it's like Zen Den meditation. And they do like sound healing and Reiki and like inner child exploration. And I really, really want to check it out at some point this week or next. So you're probably going to get dragged along to that.
1: I'm super down, yeah. We talked about going on Saturday or yesterday, I guess. Yesterday, yeah. Saturday. But I had a a gig, so I couldn't make that one. But yes, I'm definitely down this weekend to go and check it out.
0: Yeah, it looks really cool. If anything, it's an experience. Like, Might as well give it a try. Um, I could use... you know? Exactly. And to be honest, I could use some, like inner child healing (laughs) reiki uh in my life right now after everything's that gone down so uh yeah it should be good speaking of shit going down uh wild wild shit happening for brandies lately
1: i have so many feelings about
0: this so many thoughts so many thoughts let's hear them
1: okay so yes i have so many feelings about this So um, we got a notice on the Thursday that there had been some people uh, who came into the club uh, who had tested positive for for COVID-19. So we closed our doors and uh, had a couple of team meetings about it. And, uh, you know, everyone was told to uh, look at getting tested because they had been possibly exposed to it. And then um, we, people scan their IDs when they come into Brandy's. It's just security for the girls. So we have, Five nights of fully like a full guest list of people's information, and then Vancouver Coastal Health released a press release um, the night that we gave them that information, being like, uh, or the next morning or something, being like uh, there was a huge like outbreak at Brandy's, like, um, and it was all over the news. Like Brandy's outbreak was the top. Uh, thing in COVID. And their excuse for releasing our uh, work name, like street name, like everything at the time was that they couldn't contact everyone who had been to Brandy's. So you're telling me that with a complete ID scan over five nights for these multiple cases, you couldn't look through that list and identify that. A these supposable people, multiple people, apparently were first of all in the club that they, they couldn't and wouldn't confirm that, and B that you couldn't contact everyone on that list,
0: and especially because Brandys, especially because Brandys, it's um, it's not voluntary being scanned, but. The restaurants and places, it's all voluntary. If they're taking names and numbers and that, they ask, like, can I take your name and number? Are you okay with that? You don't have to be. So I find that funny that the one place where it's automatically you have to be scanned, somehow they can't retrieve that information. And also, like, you're telling me these alleged people that were um, infected that they only ever went to Brandy's. They didn't go to the gas station. They didn't go to get food. They didn't, like, leave their house. They literally i just needed their stripper fix that bad they left their house went to brandy's and screamed back home like bullshit like
1: multiple people did that over multiple times and also i had a girlfriend who uh, went to brandy's as a guest um and she knows for a fact that she was the only person out of the 10 people that she was with that was contacted to go get tested and then, so everyone at like all the people that were working at Brandy's went to go get tested. Everyone who was tested reported that they were negative. And then some people were also turned away for testing, being like, no, you don't need to get tested unless you have symptoms. And just, you don't need to self-isolate. You just need to monitor. You can just go back to your life at normal. And it's gotten to the point where like Brandy's was obviously like named and shamed. And on, I think it was April 7th, um, Dr. Bonnie Henry, who um, spoke on like, the, release, the outbreak on Brandy's, said in a press conference, we need to be careful about releasing the specific details and like identifying places um, because there's still a stigma attached to the disease. So you're telling me that like, it's only okay to add stigma to already stigmatized groups of people? Like, it's just ridiculous. It's obviously just a slam against the sex worker community, Um, possibly, like, a slam about the industry in total. I just think that it was – we were so fairly, unfairly treated. Like, there's – I just don't understand how you couldn't contact everyone. Like, if you just couldn't be bothered contacting everyone, like that's a different story. But, you know, it's gone to the point where uh, some of our staff members have been turned down at gyms, even though they've been tested negative or have been refused testing and been told not to self isolate and to go back their day as normal. You know, we're getting harassment in the news article uh, comments saying that we um, are diseased anyway, that we um, are all trafficked. And while I, I, Congratulate anyone who was fighting against human trafficking. I urge you to point your efforts towards actual victims and not consenting adults who choose to do this as a job. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, it's a real mess at the moment. And we are drafting something to kind of release from just the girls. Um, To kind of bring this to light, the stigmatization and ostracization that we are already facing as a community and that this is just, we just did not have the same respect given to us as another, yeah, as another industry would have. And yeah, exactly that. Like you're telling me that you released the name of Brandies because you couldn't contact everyone, but we also didn't hear any other name of any other place that this person went to. And I know for a fact you cannot um, contact everyone who went through a Starbucks drive through or like into a
0: Starbucks. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like even if it was the case of like, I can't contact everyone, like put that aside, sure, we'll give you that. The fact is Mm -hmm. like, why are you not naming any other establishment these people went to? You're saying for the 14 days that they are allegedly um, contagious or whatever term you want to use, they only went to Brandy's. And Bonnie Henry even said, like, we don't want – how would she say it? something about she didn't want to give the names of other businesses because it would, like, damage them or something. And it's like, oh, so you don't care if it damages Brandy's? And I know I obviously have many friends that work at Brandy's, and I was watching their posts and that. And, um, you know, one of the things they said was, you know, it really plays into, like, the um, the politics agenda of uh targeting brandies and be like look look how dirty strippers are look how dirty strip clubs are like this is why we should close down more in Vancouver because they've been trying to do that for like fucking decades closing strip clubs down so fucking ridiculous
1: so yeah it's just all the other misinformation that's circulating as well like brandies is classified as a bar and there was a release saying that liquor primaries could open if they followed these regulations which we did. We put plexiglass in place. We removed seats so that there could be social distancing. We had a 14-step COVID plan, and what, like some articles are saying that we skirted around opening as a uh, restaurant or some other sort of event center, like skirting the rules, which is not true. We lit, we opened as a liquor primary. We were approved by VCH, and then um, also, wow, I just like lost my train of thought. Hang on. Oh yeah. And then some articles are saying we did not have a COVID plan in place at all. Others are saying that our COVID plan in place was not adequate. Like people have just jumped on the story and they're just absolutely shaming us. And it just frustrates me when it just, the information is all over the place. The facts are all over the place. And you know, girls at ranges are going, actually this is what happened. And then other articles came out saying that the club confirmed three cases of COVID related to this incident. That's not true at all. Like we didn't say anything about that. In fact, there has been zero cases that have followed, you know, this, this Brandy's outbreak, supposedly like no one, um, like according to Bonnie Henry herself said, there has been no cases associated with this, but there could like, could still be So like, watch out. So it's just like frustrating to see, you know, when you, you, as a as a part of a company or a part of a um workplace are getting slammed and it's also a shame for sex workers in general you know like they're not going to stop with just targeting brandies
0: um I know like there's like conspiracy theories and you know people have the idea of where this originated from um uh... I know some people said, oh, it's a disgruntled employee of Brandy's, oh, it's a bitter customer, or it's people at other strip clubs wanting to, like, take Brandy's down. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've really been listening to, the like, only the um – the three team meetings that we've had from management. So I've really only been in communication with management and obviously some other girls that feel the same way. Um, And we were told that they came in for a possible uh, complaint. And then on the way to the club, they got notification that people were test positive. Like what? It doesn't make any sense. You're saying that like you're on the way to like the club to check it out because they can't close a club for not abiding by COVID rules. They can only say you're doing this wrong and then give you a chance to change it right on the fly. Um, so you're telling me that on the way to like check out Brandy's, you get a call being like, Hey, there's like COVID cases associated with Brandy's. Like I don't buy it at all. And so like, I don't know if it was a just disc- like, I don't know why an employee would be upset because, um, you know, management has been really great at giving girls, uh, a space to work. He's welcomed VIP girls back and he's kind of trying to um, get the girls to self-police and make sure that, you know, not 30 girls show up and we're still abiding by the, uh, the max person limit. Um, but you know, he hasn't said only X, Y, and Z people can come back. So I don't understand why it would be like an employee, I guess, um, possibly a customer. I have I have no idea, but regardless, it's your job as BCH and it's your job as journalists to seek out the truth and do like do lesser harm. Like you, you can't slam sex workers. Like that's not your job as a journalist. It's to like find the truth and report it.
0: Yeah. And isn't it funny like a square or like a non-stripper brought it to the club and yet the strippers are the dirty ones. Like, sorry, what? <laughs> like. <laughs> Dude. It is just
1: it is just the most ridiculous thing. Goofy. Anyway, so that, that is my feelings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get it, dude. I had to deal with a lot of people in the fucking comments in my news story calling me a dirty whore, calling me, you know, too fat to be a dancer, too ugly to be a dancer, get a real fucking job, go flip burgers. Um, people are fucking mean. They're sad, pathetic, mean people, right? Um, but yeah. Good good times, good times. Is Brandy set to open now?
1: It is. uh, Yeah, it is It is going to be opening because I'm going to have to double check this, to be honest, um, because I haven't, uh, I will have to double check this because I haven't uh, spoken to management since that, but I know that we are setting up to be, because we have to be inspected by VCH now, um, and I'm pretty sure I saw something on Instagram today saying that we had passed inspection. So I, I guess we are set open for sure. Um, out of a safety um, safety for you know all patrons and staff, we're still waiting that fourteen day uh, incubation period. Um, you know to make sure that if you know those who were turned down from testing possibly had it. You know it's it's gonna it's gonna close that gap.
0: Hmm. Yeah, crazy crazy uh, last week or so in the stripper world of Vancouver. That's for sure. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to just be like a horrible host right now and like literally mow down a burger while we record because this hangover is fucking real, <laughs> but, so don't mind me. But uh, speaking of spending an obnoxious amount of money on foods, uh, Riley and I checked out the stripper investment course. So one of my followers, Felina, um, she has a stripper investment course that's supposed to kind of guide women in the industry through savings and, and budgeting and, and um, having their like, financial goals met. And she asked if I would be interested in going through the course and, and providing my feedback. And I invited Riley to do the same with me. So, um, what the course is supposed to do, and this is what um, on the, the page, what it claims you'll learn is that you'll learn how to manage and budget inconsistent income, how to develop long term financial goals, how to build an emergency fund, how to estimate and save up for taxes how to accurately track your income, how to responsibly save up for big ticket items, how to account for nice things in your budget, how to improve your mindset around money and pay yourself first, how to build a money management system that works for you, how to lower your expenses to keep more of your hard-earned money, and how to organize your physical cash dollars and Venmo Cash App transactions for financial success. And Selena has six years in the industry, so she's you know had some time to figure out how the money works in the industry and how to save in that. And um, you know she expresses that she saved thirty five thousand in one year for her first rental property, and when I heard that, all I could think is like, "Where the fuck are you getting a rental property for thirty five k down, down payment?" Because <laughs> I'd be looking, and I need a hundred forty thousand down for my rental property. so lucky, bitch. First off, um, but yeah. So what did you what did you think of the course, Riley? Yeah, I haven't completed it yet because I'm
1: still slowly going through it kind of step by step. Yeah, so one thing I did notice was she uh, explains everything really simply. She has first the written explanation and then she'll do a video for the more visual people, um, which I really like. She has tips and tricks uh, for a gal on a budget. So, you know, she gives, uh, like, um, planner options. I know she mentions the Rex and the Rex to Riches one, which is very detailed and has, um, lots of stripper focused things. And then she'll also give, um, ideas for people who are on a budget like Google dot or Google sheets, uh, Excel, things like that. She's even made, um, uh, a, like an outline kind of thing for each of those platforms that you can just, uh, grab from her. Um, yeah, she has, you know, envelopes that are cute and from Etsy and uh, kind of, I don't know, more expensive but cuter. And then she has, you know, the option for the girl on the budget, which is just, you know, the coupon book. So I really like that she kind of um, tries to incorporate it for every girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I as I said, I haven't finished it, but I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I definitely need to get on to tracking um, my income a little bit more because it is so easy with cash you're just like it's in your hand you're like well if I just take $200 out of it and like don't like I just won't count it and it's it's just so easy to lose track of how much you're spending and you know you get to the end of the month and you're like oh I didn't even save that much but I'm pretty sure I like made a lot more than this where'd it go <laughs> but we be eating good so <laughs> yeah
0: Um, True.
1: obviously it's a little bit different because of COVID times like but, uh, yeah, she, she also has, um, things for that as well. Like she brings like, she talks about COVID and how to deal with, um, uh, uncertainty like that. So, sorry, I totally cut you off. What were you saying?
0: No, no, you're good. I, um, I always oh, said, I just said we're eating good though. <laughs> I guess they have no money, but we're eating good. <laughs> Damn. Um, well, no. Okay. So I like how she tells you to ask yourself the questions of like, where do you want to be in two years, five years, 10 years? um yeah and kind of like have that small picture and then big picture in mind as well um and then she talks about tracking your income so do you not track your income or do you use an app or I, I do but very loosely and how do you track it
1: with an app or which I just use my notes on my phone but I get so like I want I want a paper one to be honest because I get so weird about putting it in um, an app, especially like I have no idea what happens when you get audited, but I just have this deep seated paranoia that they're gonna look through my apps and be like, Yeah, excuse me, where did this go? Like, yeah, so I definitely want like a, a paper, write it down, can burn it if needed,
0: burn after reading. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that's exactly my thoughts too. Was when she's talking about using apps, that's a one thing I was kind of like, oh, probably not, I'm probably not gonna put it in an app. Um, but, but yeah, and then she talks about having a three or six month emergency fund as well, especially, I think it was like a rude awakening for us with COVID to be like, oh, oh yeah, shit. Like our, especially our work is not guaranteed. Um, do you, have you been pretty good about having a three and six month emergency fund? Uh, So I'm pretty good at, um, saving. So I didn't have a
1: specified emergency fund, but I did have that, you know, little nest egg that I could get into if I needed to. But yeah, I also just live a pretty, like I eat out a lot. Let's be honest. The girl likes the Uber Eats, you know? <laughs> um, but I live a pretty, um, pretty minimalist life. So I didn't feel like it took a, I took a huge like cut of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? Did you, how did you deal with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I have a, A six-month emergency fund now. Um, But I think, yeah, I think no matter how much you had saved, like, no one wants to, like, blow through their savings. You know what I mean? Like, that's – in an ideal world, you have your emergency fund, but you don't really want to have to use it, right? So – Yeah, I think COVID was really that kind of like, oh fuck! Like, I really need to start like having my money make money, so it's not just sitting there. Um, Which remind like brings me to like the next thing she talks about was the high yield savings account, and that's something that I messaged in our group with our girls group um, with you in it. I asked you guys, you know, are you guys doing mutual funds? Are you guys doing like putting your money in the stocks? Like, do you guys have you know tax free savings account? Like, what are you guys thinking? Is the best for your money? and I, I talked to my mom about that on the phone like for like two hours the other day because that's something she is much more well versed than I am. And we talked about you know the benefits of mutual funds and fixed terms and, and bonds and all that. Um, so I think I'm going to start putting more of my money in like a high yield savings account, um, and or like a fixed term where like you can't take it out for like 12 months or 18 months, and you have a higher higher interest because of that. Um, because, I don't know, like, of course, yeah, like, the more risk, more reward reward idea, but I also I don't want to risk my money.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is exactly like that. When you put so much work and effort into creating savings, you don't want to then basically gamble it on something, you know, you're just going to feel so ripped off if you lose it trying to invest and do the right things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's just, it's not super motivating to do it when you're like, okay, but you could lose it. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, no, and I think if I was, like, you know, a millionaire, I could throw in, you know, a couple, like, 50K and, like, not worry about it, but I am not there yet, so. (laughs) Um, and then she also talks about, like, the envelope system, which is something I have always used for years, and that's, you know, making, right, having, like, your, just your basic envelopes and saying, you know, this is for this bill, this is for, like, this rent coming up, putting that money aside. I just find, like, for me, like, I'm a very visual person, so to have, like, cash in an envelope locked up. This is the January's rent. This is February's rent. Uh, just ready to go. I find that has always helped me save. And I also do that for, like, if I'm saving for something. Like, say I have a trip coming up and it's going to cost me $5,000. Um, I'll have, like, my trip envelope. And on the back of the envelope, every time I put money in, I'll, like, cross with how much more money I need to go. Um, and tracking it that way I find has been really helpful to me to, like, meet my goals. Um, but, yeah, do you do anything like that? Or? Um, I don't at the moment. I need to get
1: myself a little bit organized. I obviously have, um, you know, savings put away in a, in a really inconvenient place to get to so that I'm not um, tempted to just, you know, stick my little sticky fingers into it.
0: Dip in. um,
1: and then I typically, you know, if... When I'm working normally, I'll um, put all my money in a separate place, and then go through and be like, okay, well, like this is going to be my little spending money, and I'll put all the rest into um, into my so-called savings. But um, I haven't separated into uh, regular like uh, into subsections, which I think I'm going to do after after reading this course.
0: Mm, that's super super helpful. Um, but yeah, so you can find the investor course. Um, on Instagram, at Investor Stripper, and the link's in her bio there. Uh, would I recommend the course? Definitely, especially if you're just kind of getting the hang of budgeting. Um, it, Like, Riley, you know, you said it's it's a pretty basic course. You know, the idea of, here, keep track of how much money you're making, keep track of how much money you spend, and save this amount, a six-month amount, for an emergency fund. It's pretty basic ideas. Um, good if you really don't know how to get started. I, for me, I think I'm more inclined to take a course that's regarding, you know, tax-free savings accounts and mutual funds and all that stuff and bonds and, and learning more about the stock market. I think that's more where I'm at now. But especially for, like, a new dancer coming into the industry or a new sex worker coming into the industry, when they just start making that money, I think this is a good course to kind of get you just on the right track.
1: Yeah, or um, someone who's just not very good at safe things. Like, um, I think both you and I are pretty naturally good at... um at saving what we make so um I don't know it had some definitely some good tricks but definitely more curated towards um people who need help in that area and I'm exactly the same as you it would be nice to find um a course on like for someone who is specifically in Canada because you know then they could talk about um the savings options that you know we have as Canadian citizens and stuff like that um she's from America is that is that right? Yeah, so things work a little bit differently there. So to have something curated to like the north would be uh would be really good. So mm-hmm. if anyone knows of something out there that we could um have a look at, uh, that'd be great. Like hit us up with that information.
0: Yeah. If you guys have like products or services like this that you want us to check out and give feedback, like hundred percent slide into the DMs on fifty plus a tip Instagram. And I I'm all for supporting people's ventures and if you think you have good ideas and you want to put it out in the world, like me and Riley will definitely get on board and we'll check them out ourselves. Um, but yeah, so definitely message us with that. Um, yeah, so we haven't done this for a little bit. Um, idiot of the week, we haven't done. Um, so I made a post, of course, every time I make a post, some idiot comments, which is the highlight of my day, obviously. And I made this post where it said, you know, women, please stop sexualizing. Like women are talking. It's like, please stop sexualizing us so, so much, men. Impossible, lol. Women, attempt to profit from being sexualized. Men, bitch, I'm calling the fucking police. And the idea is like, okay, like, hey, you can't respect us as individuals. You're going to sexualize us even when we don't want to. So we're going to profit off it. Like, if we can't get away from it, we're going to turn it on its head. We're going to profit off it. And then men are like, no, how dare you? We want it freely available at all times. And you you can't benefit from this. And, of course, someone commented and said, Stop sexualizing yourself. Take accountability. Everything is not always someone else's fault. Let's start there. Good grief! Is anyone introspective?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Stop sexualizing yourself. Like the whole point of it is like, hey, we're we're sexualized against our will, so we're gonna own it now. Um. So I think that kind of really flew over Blue Lotus's head. Um. <laughs> so that was idiot of the week for sure. Um. And then we had some listener messages come in this week, comments, um, et cetera. So the first one says, I just caught up on your podcast for all the cis white males sliding into your DMs asking for information on how to get into sex work. You could always let them know you'd be happy to help them manage their budding career for a modest monthly fee and a percentage of your earnings. (laughs) Yes, I love that. (laughs) And that's literally all I'm going to start replying to people now. Uh, When white cis men... Try to ask for my help on how they can get an OnlyFans going. <laughs> Use my promo code. <laughs> um, and then the next next uh, message in ooh, said, can I give you some constructive criticism? I'm going to give it to you regardless of your answer. There's one thing that would make it a lot better. If you put your phone away from the mic because it's constantly vibrating, I think it's mine. So I keep checking my phone and I lose my shit. <laughs> valid so today i did try to not have my phone buzzing as much because i know i hear it when i'm editing i'm like oh fuck um but i also just like ate a burger while we were recording so i replaced my phone with like me munching away so you know you got lesser of two evils here (laughs) you
1: you gotta just pick one at this point you know yeah
0: (laughs) um yeah and then our next question is something i think. you can weigh in on here, Riley. So they said, I've been thinking a lot about the concept of consent lately, how men feel so entitled to have access to a woman's body that once she revokes her consent, i.e. blocking an ex on, on social media, men will act out and literally target other women in an act of retaliation. I read something about how COVID may have contributed to more online harassment because men don't have the outlet of harassing women in the streets and at bars. And then she sent me the, uh, the post that she's referring to. And it reads as follows. It seems wildly predictable and honestly almost laughable, yet I still find myself somewhat surprised on how this social distancing, staying at home is affecting men's behavior towards women online. In the past three days, I have received probably 30 times as much online harassment, rape, death threats, and trolling as usual. To see the way that men are forced to channel their misogyny when they can't be actively on the streets harassing women is horrifying. It's horrifyingly boring, to say the very least. In these times that we should be resting and taking care, men are looking for new and different ways to assert themselves onto women and new ways to insert themselves into the lives of women who normally would not welcome their company. In the past few days, men have shown me that them, in quotes, taking care and, in quotes, working from home, actually means actively threatening women online because doing so in public is not possible right now. Not actively being a misogynist isn't an option for the majority of men, as they have no as they know no other way to convince themselves of their own worth. If this isn't true, then men, why do you have such a desperate need to channel this hatred in some form? Why are you resorting in less direct and time-consuming measures just to relay the same message? A lot of women like myself who post content that is critical and less favorable towards most men now have time to post more content, thus resulting in more media floating around that criticizes men. It seems that men are being worried about being emasculated than being claimed by a global pandemic. With all the world feeling like it's spinning out of control, it seems like men are working overtime to remind us that gender-based violence is the one thing that will never waver, even in the face of a catastrophe. I find it contradicting, because if I'm just one stupid, cock-sucking, third-world slut, then who cares what I have to say? if you do not believe in the power I hold as a woman, why not let me speak freely? Why create 55 accounts just to tell me I deserve to be raped and then trap? and that you traced my address and are coming to make me pay for all the things I've said. Am I really a threat to you or not? And if so, why?
1: Yeah, that's terrifying that people are out there like that.
0: And it's funny too, because I've noticed that, you know, on my 50 plus tip account, the amount of messages I'm getting or comments, um, from not my target audience, um, has increased and it, I think part of it does have to do with like they just have more free time on their hands and like this writer said, you know, they can't go into the bars and harass women, so they need to, you know, show their hatred towards females somehow. Um, so they've just kind of brought it back more to the online world.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's really um that's really crazy that I, I would have never thought that there would be some sort of either conscious or subconscious need to uh, harass women like that to the point where you're like finding other ways to, to get your fix.
0: Yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, but, but it's there. (gasps) Um,
1: I also, I also have an idiot of the week. Oh, yay.
0: Usually they they all flock to um, me.
1: It was on uh, It was on a page for uh, Vancouver is Awesome, I believe. And I'm not going to name her, but it was just so but many comments. But it was comments. Jessica, blah, blah. <laughs> but it was, check her out at dub. W- <laughs> 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 but it was just so many comments about, like, um, well, you know, all sex workers are trafficked oh, and Jesus. this is so harmful. And, like, you just look at, um, you're just looking at, woman on stage, like animals in a zoo. And it's like, okay, but what about models and actors and, you know, um, r- like runway models, like that you just look at them, like they're in a zoo as well. And she's like, well, oh, it was just like this back and forth. Go read it. It's on, uh, Vancouver is awesome on, the um, one of the pages for, uh, Brandy's exotic COVID quote, quote, quote outbreak, <laughs> oh, um, and but that. it was a, uh, it's a fun read. And she has, Several sex workers in the industry reply being like, "Uh, totally, like, human trafficking is definitely a thing, but, like, it's, like, us at Brandy's, like, it's not the case. Like, girls choose to be in the industry. She's like, no, I know so many sex workers, and, you know, they're all pushed into it and groomed as young kids and all this stuff. And she has, yeah, multiple sex workers being like, okay, totally valid, but, like, you know, we love our job, and it's not the case here. And it's just, like... She's just like, well, you don't know, you obviously don't know anything, and yeah, okay, tell, please tell me more about how my industry runs.
0: Yeah, like, I'm just curious if she goes to, like, the Catholic church, and it's like, hey, choir boys get diddled a lot. It happens to every <laughs> single one of them, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it does happen to some people in the church and in religious communities. Yeah. There is a lot of, like, molestation that happens, um does that mean that anyone who's in religion is being, like, diddled by their uncles? Like, I would like to think not, but I'm just, like, I can't. These blanket fucking statements that serve a purpose of, you know, um, ostracizing an already marginalized community. Um, and, it's yeah. Exactly. It's, just, it's just crazy. And there are always the people that, like, hey, have you ever done sex work? No? Oh, okay, like, do you have, like, super close friends that, like, do sex work that, like, relate, like, their own personal experiences with you? No. Uh, have you ever been a strip club? No. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So you watch Hustler's movie, and now you want to talk some shit. I don't
1: see any Chromecasts or Cast enabled TVs linked to your account. You can add the fuck,
0: the map. Ma'am, it Is not your turn, Siri. Like, oh, okay, Google. Thanks for that. You're very welcome, <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Sarcastic Cunt <laughs> God damn it um, uh, But you know what's funny Is I ask that bitch To play things all day long I'm like play hey, my podcast She's like can't find it I'm like go 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 <laughs> Now you're real helpful
1: um, cool, 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 cool. Um, I think people find it Really difficult to separate uh, You know Consenting adults Who choose to do sex work As a career And people who are pushed into it, um, and, you know, and forced to do it because it's true, like that does happen. But when you put a blanket statement like that, you're not helping anyone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like you're not giving, you're not giving the needed help to the victims of sex trafficking and you're trying to, um, close an industry where a woman, like where women have invested a lot of their, um, skills and talents into creating a business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, that and was I always, to... and uh, I know me and A.M. Davies talked about this too before, where it's like, hey, if you want to help us, we'll tell you what we need. We'll mm-hmm. tell you how you can help, like, sex workers in our community. But you closing down, like, off-street sex work avenues isn't going to help anyone. You, like, continually stigmatizing and, like, victimizing um, and attacking sex workers isn't going to help them. Like, you know, if you actually gave us the podium, to t- like an actual sex worker the podium, to tell you what we actually need as a community, like, we'd fucking tell you. We know what we need. Like, yeah. You know? Um, but for some reason, it's very rare that we actually let the, like, affected community tell us what they actually fucking need. It's much more like, no, no, we will tell you what you need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wild. But
1: anyway, that was mine. That
0: was
1: my
0: idea. That's your idea. Um, that's my idea. Yeah, that's honestly that's pretty much all I have for this week. I i uh, am very hungover. I'm having my hot flashes yeah. right now, which is why I never fucking drink. Um, and you know what? Like, looking back, I probably had, like, I don't know, three glasses of champagne. <laughs> like, no shots. Like, you know, but I'm, like, yeah, I'm feeling it, so... I'm going to turn on my Real Housewives of whatever. Wish I had their lives. <laughs> any,
1: any
0: of them? Say anything.
1: Any of the moment?
0: Hey, any of them. <laughs> and I'm going to drink water and make Bentley love me. <laughs>
1: Perfect. I am going to go study for my midterm next week. Um, I know it's very tantalizing, and then I'm going to go clean my van. <laughs>
0: very very different individuals. Um all right well thank you very much for listening guys have a wonderful week
1: and happy hoeing
0: bye bye